0: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: It's a Thursday. It's a beautiful day. Lots of sunshine today. Nice mild temperatures. Thank you for joining us. The Laurie and Julia show on my talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Uh, Laurie's still in uh, in France. She will be back on Monday. So once Although, again. What?
2: I did get a picture.
1: A, a, a picture. singular what? picture. A
2: singular picture with no words from Laurie. Um, okay. And it's a picture of her toes with band-aids around her pinky finger, her fourth finger, and her second finger, and it's just her, her fingers or her feet. Her feet. But oh, I've thanks always, for the Frodo feet update. Lori, no, but I've, really appreciate I've that always one. called her finger her toes fingers because she has four of them that are the same length. Uh-huh. Call them the fingers. Oh my gosh. Anyway, and I said, ha, I miss your finger toes. How was Normandy? Nothing." But I got that all the way from somewhere in France. Wow. She's well, in so France
1: and sends a picture of her feet.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, wow. That wow. shows that she truly. <laughs> She's truly. having to exercise. On cares about a you. Well, we just learned an hour or so ago that Burt Reynolds has passed away at the age of 82 yeah. and um he a uh, Hollywood icon and we were looking around the building to find the biggest Burt Reynolds fan because um after we gave him a lot of tissues and he's cried He wants to come and share why you're such a big fan. This is so fun. We have Reavers with us. He hasn't been on the air with us for a while. Hi, Reavers. Reavers. Don't
3: mind me. I'm just putting the final nails in the coffin of a radio station down the hall. So I've got plenty of time to kill. Don't you have another day?
2: (laughs) Well, we got one more. (laughs) We do have one
3: more. I'm kidding. Uh, By the way, the man wall has doubled in size since I was in here last.
2: And do you notice the laminating? Oh, my God. Julia is archiving the man wall for posterity so, and history. So
3: the laminating reflects more authenticity? What does, no, it, what does I, it signify?
2: It, what it signifies is everyone's chairs would knock down the tracks. The, <laughs> okay, sure. And so I was getting sick of losing. You know, these are classic photos. Oh, God, yes. Because no one prints full. Page photos of men's faces anymore in magazines. You don't see them. Right, so right. Those are some classics up there. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I don't see
3: my picture. There, no, it isn't. Fun, but so
2: fun. I <laughs> laminated them, honey. <laughs> Got it. So it's been a while. It
3: has. So thank you for having me, number one. I but know, uh, I'm I gonna miss you. I'm gonna share this sign with Holly. Um, oh, please do. So Julia came over and and because Julia knew the kind of Burt Reynolds fan that I was, because Kenny and I were actually talking about this, and basically what we've been doing since we learned of his passing, was we've been reciting lyrics to Smokey and the Bandit yeah, over did. and over to, yeah. to each other. Okay. But she writes, and Donnie, you'll love this, <laughs> Yeah, can you come on the show at 305 to talk about Burt Reynolds?
2: I spelled it right the first R-E-Y,
3: time. R-E-I, no. cross that out, Y-N-O-L-L-S.
2: No. The first time I spelled it right, and it was R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S, and I asked John Height, oh. and I said, oh, I've got it backwards, and then I scratched it out, but I had it. No, he goes, no, you had it right. You had
3: it right the first time. Yes, I did. By so. the way, don't lose that, because I'm going to save this. This is, good, this is now going to be a memento of the- one of my final days.
2: We'll take a picture of this. Oh, one. I already no, did. That.
3: I spelled I it right did. the first time. Julia, so no. It's better if you screwed it up than
1: but it is if it really you spelled is. it right. It,
4: That's it looks like you put a smiley face emoji oh, underneath your Mistake. So it's fantastic. And and to your defense, Julia, I'm looking at the end of her.
1: <laughs> she oh,
2: uh, she's pulling out the Burt Reynolds just, Cosmopolitan uh, I, uh, spread just, of Burt Reynolds. That was my tribute um, oh, oh. to Burt. His 1972, I think, Cosmo spread when. Men had hair on their chest and liked it. Well, and the thing is, so I mean, and I
3: know Holly's younger than me, yeah. but but I was a I was a kid in the eighties, mm-hmm. but I really had an appreciation for movies like that because you know, I was a small town redneck kid. My yeah. dad was a cop like Smokey and the Bandit was 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 it, and that's why that's when men were men. You know, the <laughs> renegade, the whole the whole idea of being a renegade, you know, growing It was so cool. Yeah, and driving I mean,
2: a Trans Am. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Mm-hmm. It, well, the it's
3: Donny can attest that was the car every guy aspired to
1: have at some that point is in his a life. Muscle car, oh right? yeah. yeah. I'll tell you.
3: So, and I think. What was he? He was the number one box office attraction for half the decade. Yeah, he yeah. really was. That's, that's hard to do.
2: We're talking about Burt Reynolds. If you're just joining us, deliverance. He was in Smokey and the Bandit, the longest yard, semi-tough. I that. I used to think mm-hmm. he was handsome. I will. Well, admit. Every gal, yeah. every
3: gal did. We did. Yeah. I,
2: and Patrick Royce, out in the hallway he's saying, you probably, oh, you probably wish you still had that 1972 Cosmo magazine. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey yeah. Julia, I, I was, like uh nine years old, yeah, I had it. But
3: know? every every gale had a thing for Bert, right? We did. And it, and it was
2: tough because. He, was, to. he mm-hmm. had charm in his eyes and he was always flirty and you know, in his movies. And- but I have a
3: question though, because we were talking about this very thing. Did did a certain part, at least in this market, turn on him when his relationship with Lonnie kind of dissolved? Because she's one of us.
2: Yes, she is. I think, yes. I, think, I, think
3: I think part because like my mom. Does not like him because of that.
2: Oh really? Because
3: because of how him him and Lonnie split, because he treated her like crap. Yes, he
2: did. And Lonnie
3: was kind of our
2: girl. sacred girl from Roseville. Right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I,
2: don't, I I'm gonna be honest, I didn't have that much in the game at the time. You don't had no skin about. in the game. I didn't. You had no skin in the game when I he didn't. was doing evening shade. No, I didn't. And that I gotcha. we we really loved him again when he was in, you know, Boogie Nights.
1: Oh God! uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, what a great role! But he was just on the Today Show with Hoda. Here, listen to this: donnie has got. This was just in May.
1: Uh, March March, actually. Oh, March might have been his last big interview. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go.
2: Burt Reynolds. (laughs) Good
0: morning. How How are you? Well, uh,
1: great since you left me. It was about an hour
3: ago, wasn't it? Uh (laughs) It was probably about that. How'd you get home all right? I
0: mean, <laughs> Your you're timing, by the way, you're known for everything. Your comedic timing is, among, is among them. Oh. So, uh, first I'm of all, slept I walked together. in here. Here you are sitting here, and I'm looking at this backdrop of everything Bert. When you look back at these, these images... Are all in
3: my bedroom, too. <laughs> right? And uh, I, I don't have any pictures of anybody else but me, because... It makes me happy.
0: <laughs> you like this? What, if you look at any of these this images, our, which one, if you were going to pick one fringe. that you would keep forever, which one? That one. Smokey and the Bandit. Throwing the ball. Oh, throwing the ball. Throwing the ball. That's yeah. It's your first love, right? It's my yes. If I could do that, I wouldn't want to be an actor. Is that right? Yeah. What your dad was a World War II vet that's was, enough.
1: okay
2: he was he started out as a football player he played State. for Florida, Florida State, State. Mm-hmm. and yeah. was a star running back.
3: Well, you know who his high school, his roommate was in college Lee yes. Corso. Who has now gone on to become? Well, he was a coach, but he was also look at the
2: blank stares, Holly, not, not Lee. I know who that yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> Dottie knows who that is. I only care well, Lee, is. Lee, Lee ended up, up becoming so
3: for the football heads, but Lee ended up he was a coach for a while, but then he ended up becoming basically the face of ESPN's college football coverage. Okay, but he's also he 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 got to that fame because well he knows the sport. But he also kind of became a cartoon character of himself. Yeah. So they all basically aspired as goofballs, so to speak. One became an actor. One became an analyst mm-hmm. in that regard. But they were roommates at college together, which oh, is very weird to think. Oh, how so, fun! Anyway,
2: so what? Is, so what does this mean to you? Are you? Well, he was 82.
3: I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to be honest, getting the start in radio in this job at this radio station, okay. didn't it? Doesn't it all kind of make us a tad bit numb? To any life expectancy with celebrity. It, it, honestly, because I remember one of the first things that broke when I was on this show with Colleen and when Michael Jackson oh, yeah. died. Yeah. It, it, nothing really. So after the, nothing really shocked you anymore. It, it, don't, don't you guys feel the same way that nothing outside of uh, outside of someone under the age of 30 or I should even say 40.
2: OK, you you're saying you're a little jaded.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I don't think a guy dying at the age of eighty two would I really have would would really have uh, would it's resonate. It's not a surprise. No, not at all. No. It's not a surprise because when he we was saw he, him. he was hard living.
2: Yeah, he was. You know, yeah. and, and
3: and that's it's it's that whole rock and roll lifestyle. You know, we we see musicians that are passing away in the '60s all the time. Yeah, you know, Tom Petty not that long right, ago, and right. and it just it just becomes one of those things where you realize well your your life is not very long in that world if mm-hmm. you're going to be living that hardcore all the time.
2: I felt like he was. Sad at the end. I mean, I didn't like I feel like he was sad. He was in this interview with Hoda Kopke from the uh, Today Show. He was sad. He was talking about Sally, the one that got away and how when Smoking the Bandit was being cast, no one wanted Gidget to play the bandit or whatever one she plays. But
3: Julia, think about this. You, you, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you were the number one box office attraction for half of the decade of the 70s. It can't go up from there. No, it's right. essentially only going to go down from there. So
2: he didn't work at Trader Joe's like the other. Well, guys. no, I'm but, just but you're just
3: you're just you're you're basically you're living off glory days. That's that's kind of what what is going to become your life there on afterwards. Right.
4: Sure. Yeah. But do you feel like this is kind of this is his passing is a symbolism of a, a passing of a certain era, era of oh, Hollywood. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah.
3: There, yeah. There is that because that kind of actor and that kind of guy and even that kind of genre. That's, right. We are going to get that anymore. No, I know.
2: But but and, it and certainly was fun.
3: Well, okay, let's just, not to get really deep into the weeds here, but uh, in it, it, that kind of role and that kind of movie wouldn't be made in 2018. No, you're right. It wouldn't.
2: It's way too sexist, way too... Yep. Uh,
3: so now I'm just going to go home and watch it on re- repeat tonight. I know. I wouldn't mind going, going back and games. watching
2: Sing those of lyrics <laughs> with Kenny. Okay. Yeah. okay, so the NFL kicks off tonight. Philly,
3: Philly and Atlanta. Well, how can he not be? It's football season. Come on, know. a
4: twin stink. I let's know. go. Right.
2: Thank you, Reverse. Got
1: it. Thanks, Thanks for having me.
2: All right, when we come back, our story we can't get enough of, and um, it's going to be a chef's surprise. Smoking the oh, band in Donnie. Absolutely. Very Holly had Julia. to tell me what it was. Well, thank you very much. But we're switching <laughs> gears, gang. We're going to talk more about Burt Reynolds' passing. Um, Chris Hewitt is going to be on at 4.30 with us today, and we're going to talk about that. And he actually also has the early galleys, or I don't know even what we call it, the early edition
1: Early print? Uh, yeah. Early, no, yeah, he draft. just has an advanced
2: copy. Thank you, Donnie. Uh, That's the word. Advanced copy of Sally Field's memoir, yes. where she talks about mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Yep. And he's going to share with us that, so we'll get more into it then. So, people who know me know I've had an obsession. I have many. Yeah, I was, was going to say, say, which one? What obsession? <laughs> but the one that has been consistent, like some of the other ones, is Mount Everest. Oh, that is right, At that. Mount Everest. <laughs> now, so I've, weird. I've set, set the <laughs> stage, and I'm going to tell you how I got okay. there yes. and where right. I am today. And I read a story in the New York Times over the weekend about what's going on on Mount Everest, and this will all make sense. So, back in 1997, when John Krakar wrote into thin air about his experience on one of the first mainstreamed tracks. With mainstream people who didn't do a ton of training, but mm-hmm. were brought up by these two guides, Scott Fisher and Rob Hall, um, were taking all these people up and their laptop computers um, to get reach the summit of Mount Everest. Eight people died in the group. Mm. So John Krakar, at the time, worked for Outdoor Magazine, and he convinced... Um, he worked for Outside Magazine, excuse me, and um, initially he was just supposed to do a story and climb to the base camp with this group. They were out of Seattle, I think. Yeah. These expeditioners, Scott Fisher and Rob Hall, who were trying to make it more mainstream that your everyday person can get to the top. Yes. And um, He was just going to base camp and he said, you know, because he was an outdoor guy and a mountaineer Mm -hmm. and he kind of had never thought of climbing Mount Everest. But once he got the assignment, he said, you know, I'm going to wait a year and train. And then it happened that these two guys were bringing this group up at the time. So he was part of that group and the weather changed. Eight people died. He wrote this book and it's in air. I was obsessed was why anyone would ever want to go to that extreme to climb a mountain in those conditions where you know you may die. And pay $100,000 to do it. So and this th- is back in the late 90s. This was the beginning of your obsession with yeah. Mount Everest was this Crack Hour book.
4: Oh, cause, did you ever read that? I episode? didn't. Oh my No, gosh. I didn't. But your fascination is interesting because it's not that you want to climb Mount Everest. and no. You want to experience that challenge. It's that you're
2: questioning why the heck would people want to even do that in always, the first place? Always have questioned this. And then um, the Discovery Channel did an uh, intimate look because they had people go up with cameras. And so my kids and I and my ex and we'd all watch it. And I was just so obsessed yeah. with this whole thing of climbing this mountain
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner, LLC.
0: We drop a new episode every weekday
2: so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Uh, but Into Thin Air resulted from his track with these people. And one of the people that he portrayed in the book not so nicely was this woman named Sandy Hill. And into thin air, he kind of criticized her as a diva, uh, and she survived. Okay, she was one of the hikers that she paid was, to go on yes. this trip, and I believe she was. She is the ex-wife of iHeart Media CEO Bob Pittman. Oh, so she, I believe, had a laptop. I I don't remember all the details, mm-hmm. but um, he kind of spoke about this snooty lady and all of her needs, you know, yeah. and uh. So just today and last week, a newer obsession has been the Burning Man Festival. And we talked about it at the State Fair. Yes. Yes. And it just wrapped up. Yeah. And at the end of the Burning Man, the people who go to this festival, which is like 75,000 people, Mm -hmm. and you have to, it's out in the middle of the desert um, for like 11 days. It's almost like the State Fair time. Um, One of the survivors, Sandy Hill, from Mount Everest climb, went out there and she brought out 200 kata, their Buddhist prayer shawls, I'm probably not saying right, that would have been given to her by celebrants and mourners of the people that passed away. So she went out there with all of these scarves. She tied them to a huge wooden temple and torched it out there. And she said, the burning of these kata to me is an, an act of freeing and celebrating a lifetime of memories for which I am deeply grateful, even though some of them are painful. mm so it was just weird that that was just in page six today. Your obsessions have collided. So why are you obsessed with Burning Man, Julia? Why? Why is let me this... go back though? Because oh. I gotta tell oh, you. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <gasps> Running out of time. Wait, yeah. I know, but here's here's the article I just read this weekend about Mount Everest. Yes. They only had two, the biggest catastrophes was this one in 1997 where eight people died. And then the other one when the earthquake happened and 21 people died um, a couple, gosh, 2015, I think, Mm -hmm. is when that was. But um, what they're talking about now is an insurance helicopter ride scam that is going on Mm. and there are the Mm. nepalese government and the Mm. trek insurance company describe a wave of fraud in which mount everest trek operators guides and helicopter helicopters if someone is saying i'm out of air what they would usually do is bring them down to a camp let them rest a day but they're calling for the helicopter rides and there's people are getting paid out fraud money. And this guy who didn't need a helicopter ride, but the Sherpa person called, uh-huh. they took him to the hospital and took away his passport. Oh. Uh. Oh, man. So there's some scamming going on. So Jeez. it was just, it was fascinating. So Tours, Nepal is cracking down after tourists scam for helicopter rescues. So there's all these crazy things going on. So I, anyway. You, what you're telling me is that you stay by your stance, that you're never climbing Mount Everest.
1: No. <laughs> With all this stuff. But is I don't understand sure? why
2: people would. But people be aware if you're going
1: there. Well, it's... George Mallory famously said about Mount Everest <laughs> because it's there. Yeah,
2: I That's know the it. Quote. Mm-hmm. But it's just he never came home. It was just weird that <laughs> oh, she just was at Burning Man. He didn't ever come home.
1: Uh, no, Mount Mallory.
2: I know, and yesterday we talked about Diana Ross's husband who died in a mountain climb. I can't shut it
4: down, it's going viral.
2: This is the My Talk Now Trending Report.
1: Interesting day on the World Wide Web.
4: Uh, Well, the big story of the afternoon online this afternoon continues to be the passing of Burt Reynolds. The Hollywood legend died today in Florida at the age of 82. And people are remembering some of his greatest movies, including Smokey and the Bandit, Boogie Nights, Cannonball Run, The Longest Yard and Deliverance. Also, if you see the hashtag R.I.P. Bandit, that is why that is trending. Also trending online this afternoon would be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith, he is a special edition Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Air Jordan 5s that Nike has released just specially for him for his birthday. How wonderful. Also, Kate Hudson trending. She's sharing a photo of herself online with her what looks to be third trimester baby bump only using the hashtag Audi. And also, Denise Richards trending. She is engaged to Aaron Pfeifers, who is the ex of Nicolette Sheridan, just in time for her starring role on The house size of Beverly Hills. How convenient.
1: That's us trending here at My Talk. Here is your forecast. Another very nice evening. Partly cloudy. 54 the low tonight. Tomorrow, more sun and a high of 74, which just happens to be our current temperature.
0: Now you know what we know. See more
4: at MyTalk1071.com. I, I, this happens every time I
1: try
2: Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um we're going to switch from Mount Everest to Twin Cities Business Journal. <laughs> we have Allison Allie Kaplan from the Shop Girls with us. Allison, is the new editor. By the way, I am. If people, if people don't know that. Um how are you, honey? Hey. You survived I'm so the state good. fair. How are you guys? We're good. We're really Survive good. The state fair, yes. Are you feeling clean and refreshed? Yep. Not and a, yet? Yep. The clothes are clean. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> the they cheese sit, curds, yeah. maybe a little back in the car mm-hmm. a little bit, but drop you know, two pounds of the grease and beer
4: already. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's yeah, that's right. Kinda it's a spent. new day.
0: It is. it is a new day, and you heard about the record, and yes, I mean, you know all this time. I keep getting asked now, like, is the state fair going to expand to three
2: weeks? Wait. What do you think? Well, we heard rumors. Yeah. I was. I all I Could can say, handle it does it make you want to cry? Yes,
1: no, <laughs> the the guy who's the general manager of the state fair on the paper yesterday pretty much said that's not going to happen.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, too much of a good thing might not be a good thing. Well, I know mm-hmm. in, in the Dallas one, which is the only other state fair that kind of competes on the big level, like the Minnesota State Fair, um, theirs mm-hmm. does go for a month, really? Yeah, the Texas Fair month. goes for a month. Wow, I know. Anyway, wow. I oh. a couple of days, but we, not weeks. Okay, we, we anyway. could. Okay, so you know, I was going. I went to the Twin Cities Business Journal um, issue today. Not drop the journal. We're just Twin Cities business. Oh, honey. fine. Just Twin Cities business. All okay. Right. Thank you. Thanks and so much. When is your, is your twenty fifth anniversary? I can't believe they've been in business for twenty five years. Because I remember when I worked at the Twin Cities Reader, didn't we own the Business Journal? Um. Yeah. The, uh, no, there. No, well, we no, owned didn't. a different it one. Was, it was created. Yeah, there. There
0: were a couple other um, precursors, but no. Um, Twin Cities business was actually created at MSP Communications, the oh, okay. company that owns Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine. Yeah. And yeah, it's 25 years this month. And, you know, it was kind of designed to be like, hey, everybody was being really negative about business instead of kind of today's attitude is so much more like, you know, the Shark Tank mentality. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to be a startup. And business is kind of cool. Yeah. And right?
2: I and I and really, I like the, um, I was going through it today before you were on, is I think it's real helpful to find out what companies are headquartered here, what companies yeah. to watch out for. I mean, I was doing some research the other day, and do you know that the Mars company started in Minnesota? The candy bar company? Is that right? Yes. I don't think I knew that. Wow. Was, Fun fact. I was searching kind of,
0: famous Minnesotans. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, but I don't want to get too wonky, but I thought this was kind of interesting. You know, everybody always, Minnesota is so sensitive about, like, how many Fortune 500 companies we have here. You know, yes. we're very proud yep. that we have a lot of big companies per capita, right? Right. Um, and, we, and then we get nervous when, you know, as happened recently, a company's headquarters moves away. And that's sort of our reputation, that we build companies, and then once they get big, bye bye right. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And that makes us nervous. But when you really look at it, we went back and looked in 1993 when Twin Cities Business started. Okay. There were 18 Fortune 500 companies here. Today, in, in uh, 2018, there are 19. So the number has actually stayed exactly the same. But here's the interesting part. There's only five of the same companies on that list. It's completely changed.
4: Wow. Serious.
2: Lot of, that's a lot of change in 25 years. So what are they? General Mills, 3M, Land O'Lakes, and Cargill? Well number Cargill's number 2 number
0: 1 is United Health Group. Oh yes. They're yeah. Enormous. Yes, They're enormous. They're huge. Yeah, 201.2 mm-hmm. billion in revenue. That's a wow. lot of change. Target, Best Buy, CHS, 3M. You know, you know most of them, but yep. I mean, there's just there's been a lot of change in the last 25 years. So that's kind of what we looked at in in this month. We kind of blew up the whole format. We have a brand new logo. New and modern and fresh, um, and, and a bright new um, look to the magazine. And we kind of blew up the usual format to, to do something special this month. And we looked back at the big moments, and then we also look ahead at sort of who are the people you need to know, what are the big trends and innovations that are, that are coming that should be on your radar. I love it. Like, for example, drones. Are you ready for drones? Are you ready
2: for
0: <laughs> Are you, you know ready for co-working? We're one big co-working community sure. here. We
2: don't we don't like the co-working thing if it's where you have the open office space and no one has any privacy.
0: Well, that's interesting. Then you're very aligned with the new um with the Gen Zers. They want to return to offices with doors, the kids. Yeah, yeah. like your kids. That's what they want. You need they a want little privacy they to don't do want business. To share.
2: I don't it's need because to... the mo-
0: the yeah. millennials were so collaborative that now we're, re- we're reacting to that again.
4: So do you think that those co-working spaces, because there's a lot of them popping up in the Twin Cities, serving different uh, groups of people all over the place, do you think that's going to continue? Or do you think that because Gen Z just wants a closed dang door and they don't want to be bothered, that that's going to kind of go away? Well,
0: if you've been, I mean, so a lot of these new, co- you know, WeWork yeah. and Industrious and, and all these spaces, a lot of them have, you know, different setups, like private offices. And they're cool spaces mm-hmm. and, you know, they have coffee and they have parking and sometimes they have pastries. It's pretty sweet. And I think it has a lot more to do with what everybody's calling, you know, the gig economy, that nobody wants to work for a company anymore. Everybody wants to be independent and everyone wants to come and go. And so that is why we're seeing this huge, huge rise in co-working spaces. Because sometimes you need a little more than Starbucks. Right. You know, sometimes, you need a place to go. Yep. But but you want to be able to come and go as you please. So that said, I mean it's kind of like the apartment boom. It's like how are there enough people to fill all these spaces? Oh I my think that's gosh. kind of the same thing that's no happening kidding. with coworkers.
2: Interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll Curious. see. Okay, so Rihanna Rihanna's brand is coming to Mall of America. Okay, have you shopped this before? This is her Savage and Fenty brand. Do you know about this? Yeah. You know, this
0: is her lingerie brand. Yeah. yeah. And, So they're going to open a pop-up. And I think this is really interesting. It's not a permanent store. They're just popping up at the Mall of America. Everybody wants to be a pop-up these days. No one wants to commit. No one wants the long lease. And they're going to test the waters with a retail store. It's going to open on September 20th. And this collection, I mean, it's a pretty big range of sizes and styles, you know, like 32A up to 44DD in the bras, 90 different styles. I think people will go just out of curiosity. Yeah, I did ask the mall if Rihanna
2: is going to be making an appearance. They declined to comment on that. Oh, they declined. I'm go with no, but who knows? I know knows? When, that's such a tease. I know when is the pop up happening, honey? It
0: starts on September twentieth, and it's going through the fall. And they're kind of keeping it loose because I'm guessing really what this is is a way to test the waters. And if it if it's a huge hit, then you might see them stay longer.
2: Sure. I, I thought that was kind of interesting at the fair too. There were a lot of pop ups. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the
0: biggest. Think about it. It's the biggest pop up in the world. It's a huge branding opportunity, right? and everybody, you know, people aren't going to the mall the way they used to, but they're still going to the fair. So it's a good place for brands to interact with people. Mm-hmm. There's it's still there's nothing replaces that face to face interaction. How yeah.
2: how do you like the redesign of the Targets?
0: Um, I I mean I think what Target is doing is really smart. How about you? I, I know do you t- like to shop in person at Target, right? I do. Yep.
2: And they redesigned the one that I go to, and I just loved it. I mean, I, think I spent a long so time much. in there. <laughs> it just
0: feels more engaging. Yeah, not just like those generic shelves, and yeah, I mean, it just it makes a lot more sense, and it's a lot more fun. And frankly, I think it feels more like them. Like the look of the
2: stores didn't match the style of you're, the merchandise. You're so mm-hmm. right about that. You know the yeah. the other thing that um, you know I was reading as an article that retail is still you know bricks and mortar, mortar is still going to hang around. Oh my gosh, completely! I, I you love know, going I, into I, stores.
0: There was a really interesting article in the New York Times over the weekend that I wish I wrote. Darn it! But um, they were basically saying that what what has ha- Amazon you know everybody's been saying Amazon's going to kill bricks and mortar. What it's really done is challenged bricks and mortar retail to be better. Yes, yeah. I and read that. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's, you know, weeding out the stuff that was already tired and probably should have gone away in the 90s. Right. You know, yeah. Those things can't survive. And the ones that are thriving are thinking a lot harder about what is the reason that you are going to the store. Why do You, you don't need to go there to literally get a sweater. You can do that on your phone. You can do that at home. So why are you going? Because like, I want to touch it. Yes, yeah,
2: you want to touch it. You, you want to be surprised. You want to be surprised. Exactly. All those things. So they're just doing a better job of it. I, I agree. Now, what's the new women's wear brand that's going to be launching at Target? So this one is called Prologue.
0: It's and it's supposed. You know what it looks like to me. Are you guys familiar with Everlane? Oh, I, yeah. know, I Everlane love Everlane. Kind of, I, I, yeah. I think it looks a little Everlane-ish, and I okay. think everyone is trying to copy the magic of Everlane. It's just supposed to be kind of like trend-forward, timeless essentials for mm-hmm. women: blouses, skirts, trousers you know, mix and match, very simple, you know, grays and browns, not a lot of pattern, not a lot of, like, really trendy things that are going to look silly at the end of the season, simple pieces. I think it's smart. I mean, but the only thing that that I can't figure out is, are we going to be able to keep track of it? There are so many new lines, you know, there's Joy Lab, there's A New Day, there's Universal Thread, there's Wild Fable. I mean, they just keep introducing line after line, so I guess they'll just see what sticks.
4: And do you think that they're going to move away from the the uh, designer collaborations that they've done in the past, and now they're focusing on making all of these in-house brands that are distinct yeah. from each other?
0: One hundred percent. I think. I think that they had to come up with something new. I think they just weren't. Getting the the bang for the buck anymore, you know concepts get old, and you know everybody's doing that now, and it was time to reinvent, and this is what they're doing. And I think when you look at the success that they've had with like Cat and Jack for kids,
2: mm-hmm. I know you
0: you guys probably aren't shopping that area anyway, but oh my gosh, it's so cute, and it has like far exceeded expectations, and so I think that's given them the confidence that hey, you know they have the talent in house, they were designing those lines with you know in collaboration with designers anyway maybe the designer isn't the key maybe if you just do really good quality clothes right. on an ongoing basis people will come and it doesn't have to be the sort of event gimmicky
2: kind of thing oh allison so, this, so this good one September 14th, all right so and then what's yes. the date for fashionopolis oh my god i should have known you were going to ask me that it's the first week in october and we have our it, project down and dirty i know I think it's October fourth, oh, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's oh, true. No. I know.
0: Yes. Um, wait, I'm going to tell you the exact date. You can go to mspmag.com yep. and click on Shop and Style. It's October third. It's the third. All okay, right.
2: Thursday night. Oh, can you make it? Sh- no. Is
0: that the same? Oh, shoot. I know well, it. Well, anywho. Maybe our, maybe our friends and fans can can event hop. There you go. Well, they right? can't
2: see us that <laughs> night, so they can go to this. <laughs> they oh, they, well, can, do they, can, they can do both. They can do both. you on the I, way over to Fashion Apple. I think we're giving away tickets to next week or something. Um, but Good. but honey, That's Thank you for your time. That's Allison Kaplan, Twin Cities Business, their 25th anniversary issue. Um, yeah, check I think, it out at tcbmag.com. Congratulations. Check it all out. Thanks, it's really guys, fresh and really fun. Yeah,
4: thank you. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you.
2: Okay. When we come back, TV revivals. How many more can we handle? Or do we want? I don't want to fight tonight.
1: I'm a light. you be right. I don't want to fight tonight. You'll be right. thanks for hanging
2: out with us today um, so there's all these reboots happening um, this is the world that we live this in this is the I world know. of reboots and I'm okay with it if they would reboot some of my shows such as? yes, such as Dirty Sexy Money such that's as it's pretty
1: recent, it's kind of maybe too recent well to re- I don't,
2: uh, Julia has a point uh-huh. because it stopped
4: before we knew the ending <laughs> yes, yes that's and true. it's not <laughs> necessarily a reboot but it's a bringing back from the dead because there's a show like that today and we've had this in the past year so Designated Survivor that was on ABC for two seasons starring Kiefer Sutherland my kids liked it yeah well it was cancelled by ABC sad news womp womp well today it was announced that Netflix is bringing back Designated Survivor for a third 10 episode season we don't know when that's going to happen yet but this has been a pattern where a show leaves the air it
2: gets cancelled and you never have you are never you never get resolution yeah I, and I think I want to know how things mm. end. You need to write to the person
4: who made Dirty, Sexy, Muddy and say, hey, I'm going to... go out there and write a script because we need some closure. We well, liked
2: your darn show. Did you guys watch West Wing?
1: Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. OK, so
2: Wablo was on Good Morning America this morning yeah. looking as chiseled and beautiful <laughs> As one can look at fifty-five. Hello yeah. Nurse. Oh, does he look beautiful? But he he directed some movie. I didn't even care about any of that because they started talking about a West Ring um you know, reboot. Yes, reboot. Yeah. yeah. Because on NBC, there's a little talk of the office. It might just be a holiday show. Yes. They have Will and Grace. They yep. um what else did they have? Well, oh, there was
1: something mad they- about you talk, but I don't know I if that went that anywhere. I think that hasn't
2: gone anywhere. Uh, no. I think
1: no. it got okay.
4: stuck stuck in Development Hill.
2: But yeah. he said, you know, they asked about West Wing. Yes. What do you guys think about this? And he said, you know, we are, the cast is kind of for it, but it's Aaron Sorkin. He wrote it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he's keeping very, very, very quiet. The, about it. The only way that show would be able to
4: come back is if Aaron Sorkin wrote the scripts well, because course. that dialogue, Absolutely. nobody mm-hmm. else can do it the way that he
2: does.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And you need, you need, you know, Martin Sheen's got to come back. Well, I mean, you it. had
2: Bradley Whitford, um, Allison Janney.
1: Well, actually, it wouldn't be Martin Sheen because he couldn't be president anymore. Too much time has passed.
2: Maybe he's a senator now. Yeah. yeah it could be kind of cool though yeah Mm -hmm. well here's what rob lowe tweeted out new will and grace new sopranos new office i wish i had been in something that would make a good reboot maybe something timely that would have relevance in this divided political climate Mm. hashtag oh well i mean it's just kind of teasing Mm. it but interesting interesting about a sopranos reboot wait a second that's not happening why no, would you that I, had an ending well, but it's no there's a show that's in
4: <laughs> development right now that is a, a kind of a prequel of The Sopranos I might be talking out of school but I remember talking about this earlier this year where it's following maybe the uncle's character yeah. when he was younger okay. back in the 70s so it's that's like, what about so
2: Saul it's like Bitter, that is Better following Call Saul, the Breaking prequel. Bad yes yeah. to Breaking yeah. Bad right and it works that yeah. show Better Saul Call Saul works yes and Will and Grace is so fun
1: oh it's hysterically so fun. funny. Mm-hmm. It's
2: so much fun. Well, here's one that I know, Holly, you've been dying to have to come back. The Care Bears. Oh, yes. Care Bears <laughs> stare, Julia. All right. I'm
4: ready. Here's my stomach. No, oh, Care Bears stare. <laughs> Let um, me tell you, Julia. I like
2: the magic. Care Bears, too
4: scared the living crap out of me in the movie theater. It scared me so bad that I had to leave the theater and I was sobbing in the bathroom when I was a little toddler. And I vividly remember that Care Bears 2 is very scary, Julia. By the way, all the Care Bears get stuck in a crystal (laughs) chandelier and then there's this kid that turns into a dragon. He's red. It's very scary. I digress. Tell me more.
2: I never read the Care Bears. I never. This wasn't part of my...
4: Your kids were too young for Care Bears. If you were an 80s kid, you were totally into the Care Bears. Bear yeah. Well, the
2: animated TV show is going to be coming back. But you know what I just found out from my friend um, who said The Sopranos is going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. And his friend oh, is the executive movie. producer. Okay. Oh, nice. I'm going
4: on a little Inside Inside going on. Well, uh, that will be interesting. Can I
1: play a little movie? audio from another show? Just bear with me for a second here that now is being talked about is coming back. One of the favorite skits from this show. <laughs> Tonight, we'll be wrapping up the summer films. First up is the box office smash Total Recall. Yes, this is the movie where muscle-bound Arnold Schwarzenegger goes searching his past. Just a hint, Arnold. Try looking in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Betsy's Wedding. Hey, (laughs) Annette. I love love that. In living color. In living color. Yep.
2: (laughs) In living color, so much fun. Now, this reboot, are the Waynes involved in this at all? Well, let's see. Jamie Foxx was on it. Yes, he oh, was. Yes. Jim, Jim Carrey.
4: There's no point in rebooting In Living Color because the magic of that show was the people who were involved with it. And I don't think that any of the original cast is probably going to have anything to do with it. Well, in here's in Living what Color Jim Reboot. Carrey
2: says. He's he's hoping that they do it.
4: Oh, gosh. He thinks amazing.
2: He thinks it would be a perfect time to revive it. The show really needs to happen. <sighs> that show needs to exist. He told Entertainment Tonight, especially now, man, there's so much to eat up and spit out. I'd love to see it um, happen back again. Bring fireman. Oh, remember him? oh yeah. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire yeah. Bill yeah. Yeah. Homie the Clown, yeah. Men on Film. Homie, don't
1: play that game. Yeah.
4: So many. Icon- I, oh, Jennifer God, Lopez show. could be a fly girl. Fly girl that's, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. if they can bring back some of the original cast members, then I would be in. Otherwise, with new people, I guess we would have to see if they have yeah. chemistry or not. No, yeah. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Aaron Sorkin said about rebooting the West Wing, in 2017, he told the Halloween Hollywood reporter, if he was to do a reboot, he'd like to see the This Is Us star Sterling K. Brown in the Oval Office. Oh, uh-huh. yes, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. So This
4: Is Us can be over with so that we can see Sterling K. Brown as the president. Please hurry up. Although I know people like This Is Us. Are you well, still into
2: that? Yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, I watched it. I watched them all. Um, This Is Us is going to have a special ahead of their third season premiere. Yep. And it's going to be on September 18th, the full week before it premieres. And Vilo Menteglula, Manny Moore are two of the stars who will share behind the scenes insight to the Paley Center salutes This Is Us. So they're having like a celebration in California. Yeah. Isn't that where the Paley Center is in L.A. Yes, or something? Beverly Hills. Yep. Mm-hmm. So That's going to be on September 18th. It'll explain some storylines, why they chose those storylines. So it's a behind the scene with the directors and the writers. It's oh, fun. Yeah. 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 And they're going I, way back. I don't know. I might. I don't what? know how I feel about, about it. About This Is Us? This Is Us. Just the
4: flashbacks and the. Look, I got to be honest. I dropped out after three episodes in the first season.
2: Oh, no. I, I loved <laughs> it. I. I Sterling Gabriel. I mean, some of the. Se- they're so. Good, but I just don't know. It's just like, it's it's emotional, torture porn, I like, making you I like cry. To cry. I like to cry.
4: All right, so it's good for you because you need to have a good, cathartic cry. <laughs> I like exactly. crying. And I love Sterling K. Brown, and I like Milo. F-f-f-f-f-f-f-f. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> like all.
2: Yeah, Ventimiglia, yes. Yeah. I know. It's just... Yeah. I like a good cry. And Monica Lewinsky now, this is something yeah. that's going to be happening. She told Variety this yesterday, 20 years after the impeachment scandal of Bill Clinton. A&E and series is going to chronicle the political scandal, and she's going to be involved in it. Ooh, that I'm in for. Wow. I'm here. No kidding. All right, when we come back next hour, we've got so much stuff going on. Stay with us. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And if you can't listen to the next hour or so, you can always download us on our pod, on podcast one anywhere you listen to podcasts.